From the PSIA ASI Studios in Lakewood, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair Brenna Kelleher of the national teams joining us today. Big Sky's own Brenna Kelleher, uh, where PSIA National Academy is going to be kicking off this Tuesday. Brenna, thanks very much for joining us. Thank you, George. I'm excited to uh, talk about my home mountain. Now, Brenna, when you say your home mountain, Big Sky really is your home. I mean, born and raised there, correct? That is correct. And Big Sky, you all have been getting a lot of snow up there this year. So uh, the coming week should be really good for all of us. Yeah, in the forecast, the past two days, we've re- well, three days, really, we've received over two and a half feet of snow. Yesterday was a lot of very deep snow that was not heavy. It was pretty light for this time of year because the temperatures dropped the night before. So it was fantastic skiing. It did warm up towards the end of the day, and the lower runs got a little heavy, but nothing that you would ever recognize as heavy snow, really. Now, Brenna, we were talking a little before we started recording, and you were saying Big Sky is one of those areas that's kind of on people's bucket lists to go visit. I mean, it's off the beaten path, really. What are some things we can expect that will be maybe more unique to Big Sky than we get at other ski areas? Well, here's the thing that's really exciting about Big Sky is because it's not near a Denver or a Salt Lake, you have to have that extra flight leg. You you get to Big Sky and there's just there's not a major metropolitan nearby. So the busy days um in my mind are like very mild days in areas outside of Salt Lake and Denver. And people will come here and be like, gosh, it's just not busy. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's a hugely busy day today. What are you talking about? But I think one of the more recognizable things with Big Skies and the uniqueness of Big Skies, it's just a little bit harder to get to. And um, people, it's just not that busy. Once people get off the map or get up the two lifts from the base area and spread out, there's just not a ton of lines with the exception of the tram. And I've heard you say that you feel the off-piste skiing and riding at Big Sky is just phenomenal. Oh, I love it. It's probably some of my favorite in the country or anywhere, actually. Um, Montana's unique in the sense, or Big Sky, I should say, is unique in the sense that the tram takes you to the top and you have three different faces that you can ski. one north, one south, and one east facing that are all accessible and inbound terrain and controlled terrain that take you above tree lines. So it's all very exposed. And that that's a real treat to be able to ski in exposed terrain, exposed steep terrain without having to like go into the backcountry or go mountaineering in Europe. It's, I would say it's similar to European style of skiing once you get above tree line. And I don't want to get into the science of tree line. I've heard a few different things like distance from the equator or whatever. But, yeah, really growing up in the northwest where tree lines around 6,000 feet 
It was great being up above the trees and looking forward to that. Oh, it's, it's fantastic. I mean, between the tram and the headwaters and challenger lift, you have steeper, more exposed terrain. You have a variety of different options, you know, on the tram, things tend to be a little bit wider in certain areas. So you have steep, wide terrain in the headwaters, uh, hiking terrain, primarily hiking terrain. And those are some steep shoots that you can hike to. And it's a matter of like 20 to 40 minutes, depending on how fast you hike. But then you have Challenger, which is all lift service, steep terrain above tree line. That It does drop into the trees towards the end of the run, but it's fantastic skiing. Uh, now, just because we have a lot of great steep skiing above tree line, we also have a lot of great tree skiing and steep tree skiing that makes it pretty fun. Now, what kind of elevations are we looking at here? You know, it's not crazy. Like in Colorado at um, Breckenridge, we were, we were really high up. Uh, Big Sky your tree line is around 9,000 feet. So anything above 9,000 feet, you're going to be a, a little more exposed. And the base area is around 7,500 feet. And switching gears a little bit here, this is going to be the second National Academy that you have been a coach uh, or working as a coach, correct? That's correct. Unfortunately, my first National Academy, I... Uh, fractured my tibial plateau the day before National Academy started. So I didn't get to ski with any of our national members, which was unfortunate. Um, I had to just partake on the indoor indoor sessions. But this year I'm healthy and really raring to go and excited. So are you taking the next four days off before National Academy kicks off? Oh, no. No, uh, the team flies in a couple of days early, although um, history <laughs> shall not repeat itself. I'm just going to go out and say that, knock on wood. But, um, no, I'm, the team's arriving two days earlier, and I'm going to ski them around and get them familiar with the mountain. Which leads right into my next question, which is, yeah, I was wondering how many of the national team had skied there or had experience with Big Sky I mean, it's got to take a little while to learn the mountain, I would think. I think there's a couple that have been, there's definitely a couple that have been, and Eric is pretty familiar with Big Sky because um, he spends a lot of time over at the Yellowstone Club. But uh, as far as, like, learning the mountain, they have the best guide on the mountain, me. <laughs> and I say that as in I grew up here and I've been skiing it since I was a year old since my dad put me on skis. So uh, they have two days with me where I can get show them how to get around the mountain and the best terrain for certain levels and where the best aspects are to ski, best times of day. I can't give away all my secrets, so i got to keep them for my group, you know. Exactly. Now, speaking of groups, how do you separate among the team members who's going to take which group? Because um, there are all sorts of different levels and uh, people's interests in what they're going to be skiing. I know there are afternoon uh, electives, conditions du jour, things like that. Well, we basically have uh, like a roundtable discussion 
in the evenings and we all sit around and nominate each other or ourselves to take certain lessons and because everyone is pretty much a team player and that's why they were all either on the national team or past tense national team everyone's really gracious and you know they they share the love of what people want to do and if one person's been on something for so many days they're like no no you should take that but mostly the decisions made um based on what's going to benefit the membership the most and brenna speaking of the membership what should we expect as we come into national academy what are things we should uh, consider when breaking into a group? Um, things to consider are definitely definitely think about how fast you want to go, so speed-wise, how aggressive are you, what kind of terrain you like. If, if you know that you don't want to go out and ski steeps fast every single day, don't put yourself in that group. If you know you want to dabble in it, then you know, reach out to someone that maybe drop yourself back a level and say, okay, I'm, I'm really looking to being on groomers, but um, maybe not necessarily skiing fast and steeps all day long, but I want to dabble in some moguls or some steep terrain. Uh, another way to look at it too is pacing. Like if you, you know, you know yourself best as a skier and there's a lot of days, there's a week of skiing here, and you should pace yourself accordingly. If you know that sometimes you can't keep up with a fast group every single day, then maybe put yourself in a lower group and take the afternoons with a more challenging group. Also, if you're thinking you want something with more content-based, then... Go with a group that's really looking to get as much content as possible, as much content as possible, over the week, and then in the afternoons maybe go with a little a group that's a little bit more relaxed, so that you give your brain a rest and your legs a rest. So you're not with the same group necessarily all day. Not all day. No, you have um, all you have your core group, which is half days. For all of the days except for one, you have your core group a full day. Um, and then in the afternoons, you have electives. So your core group is something that you're really looking to build a, a pretty great team with your uh, group leader, you know, and a, a great group where you guys can learn from each other. And maybe some people want to get to know some other people. It's a great way to mingle and learn about different divisions and different ways of skiing and different, just explore a little bit more. And then, you know, the afternoons are elective. So that's really, you know, the world is your oyster, as they say. You can dabble in a lot of different options. I mean, we have steeps and carving and a women's group. And this year, it's really exciting because we have Gallatin National Avalanche Center coming in with their education director. They put together a 45-minute uh, know-before-you-go talk, and then they're going to take people out. And folks who bring their transceiver probe and shovel can go out and learn how to use them or become more efficient with them. It's really the basics of being in avalanche terrain which is pretty exciting that we're, we're just offering a little bit of an intro here. 
It's a wide variety of topics. National Academy, a great place to go to improve our own skiing as well as our teaching. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, there's there's Mythbusters and lots of teaching options and it's it's going to be pretty exciting and you know all of for the most part i think most people attending academy may have skied once or twice at big sky but this is truly a new area for people to put themselves out of their comfort zone and explore a little bit well brenna i'm really looking forward to seeing you tuesday at registration and uh possibly skiing with you for uh the upcoming week Looking forward to it, George, and I'm really looking forward to the membership being able to explore my home mountain. National team member Brenna Kelleher joining us on First Chair. Thanks so much for listening. From the PSIA AASI Studios in Lakewood, Colorado, I'm George Thomas.